0: You're listening to The Beltway Briefing, a podcast from Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies with perspectives from both sides of the aisle. Now, for political insight and strategy, let's get started with your hosts.
1: Hi, this is Caitlin Martin.
0: I'm Towner French.
2: This is Patrick Martin. This is Mark
3: Alderman. This is Howard Schweitzer. Caitlin, Mark, Patrick, no Towner today. Uh, unfortunately, he somehow weasled his way out of the last episode of the year our our famous annual christmas carol episode
1: Bah humbug
0: bah humbug towner. well i intend to defend towner this morning he's making a living and uh my simple carol is dedicated to the to professor french so he's represented
3: well nice. what we'll do is uh let's let's start with your simple Christmas carol, Mark, and we'll go around the horn. And uh, then let's talk about reflections on 22 and looking forward to to 23 and and what we expect. But Mark, you start us off with your simple Christmas carol.
0: Good. Happy to do so. As I said, this is dedicated to Professor French who could not be with us. And this is titled A Polite Congress. I'm dreaming of a polite Congress, just like the ones Towner used to know, (laughs) where the speeches glisten and the members actually listen and then debate which way they should go. Yes, I'm dreaming of a polite Congress with every pack check that Caitlin writes, (laughs) May our future be small d democratic and bright. And may the 118th Congress be polite. Very good. Awesome. Thank Irving, you, Tom. Berlin,
2: Irving Berlin would be very proud. We'll <laughs>
1: That's yeah. awesome.
0: Very, very thanks, good. Thanks for those pack checks, Caitlin. All right, Caitlin, you're up.
1: All right. Imagine a Mariah Carey Christmas voice. I will not be singing this. Rocking around Washington, D.C. at the Christmas lame duck hop. Omnibus hung where you can see, every lobbyist tries to stop. Rocking around Washington, D.C. let the political posturing ring. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do more lobbying. You may get a sentimental feeling when you hear Boehner crying, Pelosi sighing. (laughs) Deck the halls with her new portrait, rocking around Washington, D.C., have a happy holiday. There we go. Everyone dancing merrily in the new majority. <laughs> it's <time. laughs> Well done. Nice.
3: Dude. Very good. That was good. Patrick,
2: I'll All back right. clean up. All right. I, I, I understand we have to sing. I'm going to sing mine. There is a call and response that you all will be very familiar with. Uh, it's not not hard. So I'm not even going to tell you because you're going to know when it's your time.
0: So I, I okay. don't need to go get Chloe, age two, to bring this down to your level, Patrick. No, we'll you. G- to- I,
2: I trust <laughs> you guys. I just need a little call and response help. All right, here we go.
4: Said Chuck Schumer to his good pal, Mitch McConnell. Do you see what I see? Do you see (laughs) what I see? Lay down in the minority, little Mitch. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I I see? see? A majority, a majority, including a one-seat bump, all because of your buddy Donald Trump. (laughs) All because of your buddy Donald Trump. Ted McConnell to his old friend, speaker Nancy, do you hear what I hear? Do you
3: hear what I hear? Mark won't sing.
4: Mark won't sing. Your days holding the gavel are winding down. Do you hear what I hear? Do Do you hear what I I I hear? hear? Retirement, (laughs) retirement will suit you quite a lot while I'm still here getting yelled at by Rick Scott. (laughs) I'm still here getting yelled at by Rick Scott said the speaker to her successor sweet old Kevin do you know what I know do you know know what I I I know as you beg for votes darling Kevin Do you know what I know? Do you know what what I know? know? The gavel, the gavel will be yours, my buttercup, if you manage to not fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) If you manage to not fuck it up. (laughs) Say McCarthy to the people everywhere listen to what i say listen to what what i I say say. i will do whatever i need to do listen to what i say
3: listen to what
4: What I i say my moment my moment has finally arrived even if the motion to vacate must be revived I will let the motion to vacate be revived.
1: Wow, Patrick.
0: A game. That was so well done. A plus.
1: Well
0: That's impressive. That? Rock opera. Bob, <laughs> I, I <laughs> hope Bob go. We, yeah, I think Bob can peel that out and release it as a single, Patrick. A single? We're yeah. already working on that here in the back room. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this could start. <laughs> I see this charting high. Love it. Now
3: I wish I
2: hadn't batted cleanup. You got uh, you got background music. I,
3: I do have background music, so which I am queuing.
2: You know the Michigan
3: fight song is not a Christmas carol, right? <laughs> I I thought about using "Hail to the Victors," but I decided to go with "Trumpy Night" to the tune of "Silent Night." Election night, Trump not right, Senate is lost house a fight goodbye Kari and Mastriano Walker and odds have nowhere to go Republicans no longer acting like sheep you've even been abandoned by your veep (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Biden's old, but he actually won. Even with that god awful son. Yes, he forgets things, but so do you. And heck, only you could twice turn Georgia blue. Republicans no longer acting like sheep. You cost the Republicans the election. Read it and weep. Well done. This
1: is so Edward, I, I, you
3: yeah. know what? That was awesome. Putin and Bannon <laughs> and Fuentes and Yee. With friends like these, who needs an MB? You can't beat DeSantis and Nikki Haley. You sure as heck were no match for Liz Cheney. (laughs) Republicans no longer acting like she. (laughs) <laughs> Just stay in Mar-a-Lago and don't say a peep. <laughs> now I'm done. That
2: yeah, it
0: was great. Well done. Uh, <laughs> I, Howard, I brilliant. But where's the trumpet background? No yeah, trumpet really. this
3: year, I know. Yeah. If, I, yeah. <laughs> I know. That would have been the best. I know. I thought about it, but... Since Jake's quitting the trumpet, he informed yeah. me last night, I well, couldn't make him play wow. the trumpet. Oh,
0: man. You couldn't, right. You would have lost a two-vote election. There. Right. So there we go. All
3: right. Well done, uh, all. Uh, Great I job. apologize to everybody for having to hear me sing, but I, I had I, to sing. I it. have
0: to say I I was a little shy in the background for Patrick, but I most admire the three of you, not me, for for actually singing in public. That is very People great. only
3: sang a line. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. probably is the best voice, but she only sang a line. Yeah, <laughs> but you picked up at the end. She got in the spirit. Best, so, best
1: year of carols ever, I think, guys. Good job. I think,
2: that was uh, a a plus all around. We do have to write down which ones we do, though, because we're gonna get to a point where we <laughs> forget. And, yeah, I'll
0: do. That well, on. when when does the holiday album come out? <laughs> yeah. Really.
1: Hey, one a day, one I won't be talking about an omnibus spending bill right before the holidays. <laughs> one, day.
0: So good. one day. One year, yeah. Oh man, no kidding. Which all brings right. us, Howard, to the omnibus spending bill.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh Patrick's gonna tell us everything that's gonna be in it. Yeah,
3: exactly. So all right, so we're here at the end of the year. It's been a long, <laughs> feels like a really long year. Mark, what are your What are your thoughts on, on the year, the year passed? Long year.
0: I agree. It seems like a very long time ago that, um, that we were doing this in January. I think it, I, I think your song summed up my thoughts on the year. Seriously. It was a good year for Joe Biden and a bad year for Donald Trump and is the two leading contenders for 2024, which by the way is the year that we're now in. 2023
2: is 2024.
0: 2024, the year of our Lord. Yeah. Yeah, the year of our Lord. So yeah, I think I think it's it's ending surprisingly well I- for the president and you think not Trump
3: is the leading contender on the Republican side? There's a I, poll out yesterday that had no. him behind twenty points. Well, I that's think he
0: was—he was six weeks ago. I don't think he any longer is. This is to Caitlin's prediction that the midterms were finally the pivot, and that the early returns, Caitlin, are very positive for your theory that that's where this is going. I—I I do hope the government stays open. I think it will. And then we turn to the next year, which uh, wasn't your question. Your question is looking back, but looking ahead, looking ahead is going to be entertaining. Yeah, Patrick. Um, Yeah, I agree with everything
2: Mark said. I mean, it it was it's always interesting in these years where it doesn't quite go the way maybe you anticipated. You kind of feel like you learn just a little bit. That's every year, Patrick. Yeah, really, that is every year. But I think the elections were, you know, a surprise to a varying degree, depending on kind of what you thought was going to happen. And I think that, to your point about Trump, I mean, it felt like he was trying to stretch the system as far as it could go by handpicking a bunch of these, you know, weirdos. And and the public said, no, they said, we're not going to do that. And you know, as I'm sure Caitlin will point out, there were still some positive signs for Republicans. They have some talented governors and statewide candidates and people out there. And I think, you know, if well, they're going to be competitive in the next presidential election, that's the direction they need to go. You know, on the Democratic side. Go ahead, Mark. What were you
0: saying? No, I, w- I just wanted simply to say uh, I said w- what I did advisedly It's a good year for Biden. It was a good year for Democrats because it wasn't a bad year. Right. But it wasn't a good year electorally. The Republicans got many more votes they did. than the Democrats, turned out many more people. So I I don't think it is all milk and honey ahead for Democrats, but but in the personality department of Trump and, and Biden, it, it pretty clearly went one way.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think that, I mean, that when you're trying to Monday morning quarterback, or in this case, December 16th quarterback elections, I mean, Roe was going to happen, or, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade getting overturned was was set. Like, that was kind of baked into the election, and that was the first time voters were going to have a chance to be heard after that, and that, I think, was a factor, but wondering what the election would have been like with different candidates. I mean, and and we do this thinking about the 2016 presidential election. I wonder all the time if Hillary Clinton wasn't the nominee, w- would Donald Trump have beaten everyone that year or would Hillary have lost to everyone that year? Like you just right. kind of wonder what the matchup had to do with the results. So, and I do think in this case, I mean, you just tested the limit of what Republicans were willing to do. And I I think you can, you can look at Georgia as just the most obvious example that they overwhelmingly reelected their Republican governor who had stood up next to Trump and they were not willing twice to go the direction of Herschel Walker, who just seemed handpicked and unstable and weird. And they just weren't willing to do the sideshow stuff. And I, I think for as cynical as, I can be and we can all be a little bit sometimes. I was pleased to see that the American public has like a tolerance level for what they're willing to put up with. And I thought that was just a positive thing, you know, as we kind of look at it. Caitlin, jump in.
1: Yeah, the the system, the system held. Look, we're all of a sudden seeing um, the reforming of the Republican Main Street caucus on Capitol Hill and the Tuesday group and a renewed focus on moderate Republicans in such a slim majority in the house that could work, you know, across the aisle and, and figure out, they don't want to just see, you know, nothing get done for the next two years. Let, let Trump go sell his $99, you know, NFT baseball card (laughs) for the hell that was and like fade off into the sunset. We finally have had it. It
3: I I was trying to figure out how to work the fact that he's not actually a superhero into my Carol, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite get it. Get uh, he, it has right. I,
0: he has a card to prove it, can
1: Give the man a comic book, go away, get off the TV, like fade into the distance. <laughs> I'm sorry it took the Republican Party this long to figure it out, but I'm glad that we're here. Well, so, yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, I mean, if you I've been thinking about. Patrick, your point about um, Hillary in 2016 and also, you know, in thinking back to 2016, I mean. I didn't like Trump, but I think we all thought he would, no one really knew who he was or what he was going to be politically. We didn't like him necessarily, um, but we thought he'd be moderate. And in some ways, from a policy point of view, I, I guess he was, but he's never won an election as Donald Trump, the wacko, tear up the Constitution, anti-institutionalist guy.
2: Yeah, he's lost three in a row, right? Right. I mean, yeah.
3: And so it it's and and look, I think people in this country and Mark, I I give you credit for this. And when when you and I spoke wait, wait, right I wanna,
0: after, I want to write this down.
3: Please. Yeah. When you and I spoke right after the election, you acknowledged that this wasn't a referendum for the Democratic Party. Um,
0: No, I think what what I said to you, what I absolutely believe is we are in a hole in this country, politically at least, not so much economically as reported, but that's a different podcast uh, we are in a hole. And what we did on November 8th was stop digging. We just didn't make the hole any deeper. That doesn't mean we're out of, of this hole. Oh. And it it was not a, a democratic mandate by any means. It was, I think, what Caitlin and Patrick are saying. It, it it proved there is a point beyond which Republicans and the American people just won't go. and And thank God. But that point's way out there. <laughs> let's, let, let's not pretend the country has returned to the center. This is not the Eisenhower era. No,
3: no, but it's but it's that's uh, why I was
0: praying for a polite Congress for Towner to work in. Well, it's okay. I mean,
3: this agreement is good, loyal, and normal,
0: loyal What's opposition. It? The loyal opposition is is good and and important. Well, the
2: Congress has a much better chance of if we are hoping and praying for a polite Congress, it has a much better chance of getting off to a good start because of the completion of the omnibus over the next week. I mean, if we were if we were staring down a government shutdown at the end of March, that would be a terrible way to start the year. And I just don't I do not think McCarthy has the juice yet even to be elected speaker, but to, to get to get through that in the way he's gonna have to when that time comes. I mean, he's just not he's not there yet and he doesn't have enough votes yet. So the 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 outgoing appropriation chairs and leadership are doing the next Congress a tremendous favor by just completing the people's work and giving some time for things to settle in next year.
0: Uh yeah how many ballots Caitlin how many ballots? until uh kevin mccarthy is elected speaker which he will be uh,
1: pro- at least two at least I think he'll get there by three
0: yeah
1: i think mark, he'll, i think he'll get there i really do think he will get there mark it's, it's interesting
3: uh now that you and kevin mccarthy are close personal friends
0: you seem finger to be pulling sound mark, mark sound. calls him my kevin my <laughs> kevin yeah <laughs> yeah, Mike my Kevin and I agree. Merle Haggard over Buck Owens 10 Days Out of Ten. Is that Bakersfield sound? That was so cool. <laughs> um and and he complimented my shoes, Howard. So
3: uh Patrick didn't.
0: Um no, I'm aware of that. No, I didn't.
3: I, uh, my sources told me. <laughs> I was not the source, so I don't know who your source is, but Patrick. Patrick told oh, me. Oh, I just okay. told him directly. Yeah. Yeah. Um Well, i I think I think Trump is gonna. I mean, he looks weak right now, Um, and I think. Agreed. I, I think what I said in my Carol, the Republicans aren't acting like sheep anymore. Like they're not just following him, and yeah, you're gonna have your people who do, and they the Republicans running for the nomination are going to have to try to appeal to the Trumpy base. But look, I, I think this country is a, it's not a, it's a center to center right leaning country policy wise. And if they can be a little less extreme, I, you know, I, I get Trump out of there. I think their prospects are bright for 24. I don't think that I don't think that Trump is going to be the nominee. I think he's running to stay out of prison. Um, I don't think he's actually going to go to prison, but um, the Trump organization has already been found guilty in at least one case. And, and there are grand juries out there. I mean, he's in a lot of trouble and I think they're pulling away. I don't understand. I was trying to figure out how to work in that he needs to stop hanging out with anti-Semitic creeps, but I I, I didn't want to... I figured I'd say it on the podcast instead of singing it in my Christmas carol. I don't understand why all of a sudden uh, hanging out with Kanye West or Yee and Fuentes I don't understand why that all of a sudden got people put people over the edge. Like the, the his behavior is no different now than it has
2: been. Yeah. What's different in Charlottesville? I mean, it's all the same, right? Stuff. It's all the well, same. He winks at these people to keep them <laughs> close because they are the most extreme elements uh, in the kind of MAGA base. And th- those are his, th- when we talk about his core voters, they do flirt with that type of stuff. and. These are not like Caitlin, I mean, these aren't the mainstream Republicans we're talking about. Yeah. These are like the Star Trek convention out there that we all know is out there. And he, he does. It's like even if, even it's if the he, gen- it's the insurrectionists. The
4: yeah, idolized,
1: it's all those people, the militia men. But yeah, look at the, yeah. look at the. But it's all of a
0: piece because prior to the midterms, he behaved that way. Half the country condemned it. The other half acquiesced in it. And only since he lost his third straight election by actually nominating some of those people as candidates did the half of the country that was acquiescing sort of break in half with with some finally saying something about it. So I think it, it all goes back to his standing and his power. In, in the party, we still have uh, we still have a divided nation. The people who are breaking from Trump are not endorsing AOC, Howard's preferred choice for twenty twenty four. Where the division remains. We're still Mark, not the, you're not supporting AOC. Like, I am not supporting. I mean, AOC. come on, like
3: that isn't the. That isn't the barometer. Like
0: they aren't let, let, let me be less sarcastic and say they aren't supporting Joe Biden. There you go. Yeah. I, which I am. We have a president until we don't. And I, I I think it's elections have consequences. And I think Caitlin came on right after the midterms and pre predicted the long-awaited pivot of the party away from this guy. And the early returns are very, very positive on it.
2: Yeah. And it's in the best. I mean, it would I think Howard, your point like about the prospects being right for the Republicans in 2024. I mean, if they if they can get past Trump, and I'm not writing them off yet, uh, but if they can move past that, nominate a next generation Republican leader, and you're looking at a generational change, you're looking at Joe Biden like 80 years old. I,
1: versus I don't know. Tim Scott.
2: Yeah, I mean, that yeah. that would be, but again, Tim Scott's got to get nominated. And, I, you know, the, the, I the there general. are a lot of, there are going to be a lot of Republican voters who, who are not, not because he's African-American, but just are not interested in Tim Scott's brand of politics. I'm very interested in it. I, I'm not a good barometer for Republican <laughs> primary voters. That's the
0: problem. Well, and especially, and we'll be a little nerdy for a second, Professor French would be all over this. But in the Republican Party, of course, you have a winner-take-all primary system. And in a crowded field, even a Donald Trump, who is going to get 20% in any primary, a a 25% share could get you nominated. On the Democratic side, of course, Patrick, on the Democratic side, it's, it's much more politically correct and unintelligible but it, yeah. it is fundamentally proportionate to the vote not winner or take all
3: it just right. feels to me like whereas for the past six years trump was able to draw attention to himself on command and create a conversation where maybe there wasn't one and deflect and, and move the The topic of the day based on based on what he says, I just don't think that level, that ability to command and move the media to the narrative, to his narrative, I just don't think it exists anymore. And he's not a superhero, but that was his superpower and he knew it. And I just don't think it exists anymore. I think it's death by a thousand cuts um, between the court cases. The grand jury's January 6th, picking Herschel Walker and other can other subpar candidates. I think there's a realization that he cost them the election. I, I think all this has just pecked away and pecked away and pecked away and pecked away at his his superpower. I think he's I think he's done. We'll see. You
0: you haven't ordered a set of the trading cards, I is that what
3: you're telling us? I, I think I'm gonna skip that one. And they're not actually cards, Mark. They're NFTs. They are yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, there's some digital thing, I get they're, it.
3: They're minted on the blockchain, Mark. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's rare that I give the White House comm shop a a hat tip, but their tweet in response to his major announcement was pretty pretty damn good. What was it? it said I have just so Joe Biden was mocking the Trump. I have a major announcement because yeah. I have. I had some major announcements the last couple of weeks, too. One, inflation's easing. Two, I just signed the Respect for Marriage Act. Three, we brought Brittany Griner home. We can touch on that another day, but four, gas prices are lower than a year ago. Five, 10,000 new high paying jobs in Arizona. It was funny. It was pithy. It was.
4: Yeah. That's funny. pretty darn
3: good. Yeah. Listen, he's had a great year. And even the Republicans, have given him credit for Ukraine yeah. and what what we've done there, and maybe you know what I need to tone that down a little bit. He's had a good year. I mean, inflation no. uh, is still still high. Um, look, he's doing he's doing fine. If and he broke like,
1: historic records for a sitting president, overcoming midterm, you know, an expected midterm election yeah, loss yeah. that was. I also
0: he had, think he had I, a much better Q4 than yeah, Q1. Yeah. yeah. Right. But
2: yeah. I, but I, I also think it
1: part, that, the whole part of that year. is just the
2: public's desire to have a normal person <coughs> in the Oval Office. <laughs> like, I, I just think there's some, I think part of this is just like, I don't think about Joe Biden every day. I don't think you guys do either. Like, I mean, I, I don't. Like, it, it, you just know you have a normal person in the white house and it's sad that that's the, that's how low the bar is now. But I think the public, you know, this was like, I feel like we're all very exhausted at the end of this year. And I think part of it, this was like the first year back, I felt like like real year back where everyone was kind of getting back to normal. And it was a lot easier getting back to normal, not knowing that you had to turn on the TV and wonder what the leader of your country was going to say. And if it was, you know, it, it, I just think there's something to like return to normalcy in a whole bunch of different aspects that that is making people a little less um like you said, Mark, we still have divisions and challenges, but I, I feel like going into We've the always have divisions. Yeah, but they they it, is, wrong with it doesn't division. feel like the end of the world, right? It feels like we're going into the holidays in the end of the year, the republic stood. The election was, you know, net positive for the Democrats, but not some type of home run for liberal policy or anything like that yeah and now we go into a divided congress next year and we and we see what happens but uh, there's nothing wrong with
3: i mean division and disagreement is what our system is founded on the base of division not division not the level of personal division that has existed and not trump (laughs) claiming that barack obama wasn't born in the United States as a proxy for racism, and not Trump going to Charlottesville and fanning the flames of racism and anti-Semitism, not people storming the Capitol um, in a violent insurrection where where people died. I mean, that's what I'm that with. is all effed up. But disagreement—that's normal, like
1: democracy. Well,
3: I just want to get away, obviously, from everything I just mentioned, because it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, as a, I blame Trump for fanning the flames of anti-Semitism. I've said it before. My kids are less safe today than they were 10 years ago. And a lot of other people can say the same thing. And I, I blame him. And uh we just need to get that the hell out of this country's politics, yeah, and just get back to normal disagreement. I mean, I don't care about, obviously I don't agree with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez on on pretty much anything um. but she's not a she's not she doesn't fan the flames of racism and that kind of vitriol right um brian flaherty will be very happy with me (laughs) um pointing that out we just need to get back to normal disagreements i mean i don't like the freedom caucus guys i don't agree with them on much of anything either but that's policy if if they just stick to policy fine trumpism not fine because that's about people hating other people and that's yeah. just not okay
2: that's right
3: well monologue said. over mark well, well, said. well said yeah good
0: um so there well, we have it there there we have howard's hope and prediction for 2023 i think and,
1: i think 2023 is going to be a good year. <laughs> to, to patrick's point look we started this year you know, canceling fly-ins, not sure if we were going to be able to meet in person in the House and Senate yeah. office buildings, not really sure what our year was going to look like. And we ended, to Patrick's point, about it feels we're, we're back to normal. You know, next Congress are oh. going to eliminate proxy voting. The buildings are okay. going to be fully back open again. It's the people's house, you know, once more. And I think, you know, tw- I, I'm I'm very bearish about what a great year 2023 is
3: going to be. Um. Yeah, I'm bullish as well and the uh I mean look, it's like this week I took a client in for a, a very high level government meeting in person and it was a I mean, we accomplished a tremendous amount in this meeting and there's absolutely positively no way it would have been as effective by Zoom And I'm just, I'm thrilled to be back in person, Caitlin, you and, and, and Towner and I and others were all over town this week with client the last, basically the last six weeks with clients, except for Thanksgiving week. And, and, uh, it's good to be back in person. It's good to, it's good to be out and about. It's, it's exciting.
1: We're putting the shoe leather back in shoe leather lobbying. Right. Past few weeks. right.
0: Sure. It, it is it, it is normal with an asterisk. It, it everything is open and that is very cool. It's still a little unclear where you're supposed to wear a mask and where you're not. But since no one follows the rules anyway, that's cool. largely irrelevant. Uh, but but I guess this is normal, actually, because it's uh, it's flu season Every, everything's open everybody goes to everything and then half the people get sick yeah. nobody dies thank goodness but it it is it, it's gonna take a little while for the immunity to come back and well and
3: it's a new normal mark it's not it is a new normal I mean the world has changed forever yeah it's not like people don't go to the office five days a week commuting's different it's oh we have a visitor. Um, oh, nice. we have a special guest. Mark, I think you I think Chloe should make an appearance as well.
0: well uh, Chloe, I'm gonna go see if Chloe and Annie Sue be want to join us. Okay. okay. Right. But I'm
2: um, not mute because you don't want to hear George screaming upstairs.
1: <laughs> Charlie.
3: And you know, it's I, I think it's I think it's a new normal. We're getting used to a different way of doing things, but old life is coming back to and and hopefully that's true not just in um life but in politics i think that's what that's what i certainly hope for in the year ahead that's kind of the spirit of of our discussion today all around it's not look i i i think in a lot of ways this podcast and we get we get a a lot of feedback on the podcast fortunately a lot of good feedback And one of the, I think, most prominent consistent themes is that people like the fact that we all come at this from a different point of view, and we all can disagree with humor and respect. And I mean, I think that's why people, to our surprise, like actually listening to us. And I think that's what we want and need in our our politics, I think that's what it's been traditionally. You had John Boehner, like you said, Caitlin, honoring Nancy Pelosi this week. I mean,
1: sobbing. I mean, he was really emotional. That man, we love him. It's
3: the it's the cigarettes, but <laughs> um, and the, it's the cannabis and the cigarettes.
0: He's our client. I was going to say, He's a proud member of the Acreage Board, yeah. whom we are proud to represent. Sue Ellen and. and Chloe send their love and regrets. So Ellen wants to keep intact her record of never listening to even one minute of the <laughs> Beltway briefing. So I, I couldn't get an appearance.
2: That's too bad. Well
0: <laughs> Howard, uh,
2: your point too yeah. about different perspectives. I think we can also just mention to our viewers that we're looking forward next year to sharing even more perspectives, right? Having new voices on, having like continuing to bring new folks. Into the fold to discuss. We've got a lot of smart, really talented, interesting people on our team who have a lot of thoughts about the stuff we talk about. And I think we're going to continue to try and feature new voices too, which is great. New
3: voices, have some interviews, have some members of Congress join us. We'll have some exciting announcements about additions to, a number of additions to our team. Yeah. So, we continue to evolve as a, as a business and, and as a firm, and that's exciting. And guys, it's been a, it's been a great year and it's not Thanksgiving, but incredibly thankful for your friendship and all of our work together and just uh, a great year and looking forward to the year ahead.
0: Amen to that. Hope Towner had a great breakfast. You Wait, better. You if, finish, yeah. Towner. Better signed up that client for yeah. uh, skipping
3: the podcast. I if mean, he
2: didn't, he's performing his Christmas carol on the January third, <laughs> and, and we'll we dub it in.
1: To that. We'll,
2: we'll dub it in. We'll dub it in.
3: All right, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. And most of all. Yeah, here it comes. Yeah, go Blue, baby.
0: How many and more no times, Howard? We, victors,
3: want, valiant, we, we hail want the prediction. To
0: the conquering heroes. Hail. Hail. More singing? Bob, don't cut us off until we get the prediction. How many more times are you singing that song? One or two?
3: About a hundred. Jake and I are gonna be lying on the beach singing
0: that song. All right. Mark. All right. How many more games is your team gonna win this this season? Uh at well, least one.
3: Probably one. At least one. Probably one. Go Blue.
0: You've been listening to The Beltway Briefing, a podcast from Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies with perspectives from both sides of the aisle. Please subscribe to our podcast so our episodes are automatically sent to you when they are released. The Beltway Briefing podcast has been produced by Hometown Podcasts and Audio, Washington, D.C.